Welcome to Intuitive Astrology with Molly McCord. Thank you so much for joining me today as we're going to take a look at the astrological energies from June 22nd until June 29th, where we actually have a quieter week of energies. There are fewer transiting connections and aspects being made between the planets overall. We do have a few days where the energy is bigger. But in general, this is a week where there could be more flow, you could feel more openings, or the energy just might feel softer. Now keep in mind, I'm describing the general energies, and you could feel that there is more going on for you personally if there's a lot being activated or happening in your natal astrology chart. So keep that in mind that of course this would be different experience for you if your natal chart is very alive with the transiting energies. But essentially, this is a week where there is perhaps more downtime or perhaps even feeling like you get a break, you get a rest. There's a sense of coming back to yourself, coming back into your energy and connecting with what is truly in your heart and what you're truly desiring next. So we'll be talking about these energetic themes as the sun in Cancer enters into this fourth sign of the zodiac and we connect with more energies that we haven't perhaps really noticed before. And I will get into some of those themes in today's show. Now, the other big energy this week is that Neptune stations retrograde at 25 degrees of Pisces on June 28th, which is the same day of the Cancer New Moon. And in fact, June 28th is one of the most active days of this week. And that's where you could be feeling a preparatory energy, meaning there could be that quiet, that lull, that downtime which is actually associated with the lunar cycle. So we had the Sagittarius full moon on June 14th, where the moon reaches its peak illumination. The energy is more expansive and quite bigger, especially because that was a super moon in Sagittarius. And then the energy begins to release, let go and close out in preparation for the next new moon. So we are moving through a phase that is significantly dominated by the moon because the sun in Cancer is ruled by the moon. So the moon's lunar cycles become more important when the sun is in Cancer. So we are preparing for that Cancer new moon that is going to activate something within you at seven degrees of cancer in your chart. But I'll get to that in a minute. I'm already jumping ahead here. And I did want to start with the fact that Venus enters Gemini today, June 22nd. So Venus moves from her home sign of Taurus into Gemini, which activates more of her mind, stimulation, curiosity, what she's learning, what she wants to enjoy or understand. And this is an area of your chart where the Gemini energies have been quite active over the past few years due to retrograde planets. We had Venus retrograde in Gemini in April, May, June 2020, We had Mercury retrograde in Gemini in 2021, 
And later this year, we will have Mars retrograde in Gemini, which is a sign that Mars enters in August and then is complete with Gemini in March 2023. So the Gemini parts of our charts have had a lot going on. And also you could pull in that we were experiencing the North Node moving through Gemini as well in 2020 and 2021. So our minds have been reprogramming, reworking, reprioritizing, reconsidering. We've really been supported by the universe to dig into how we're using the power of our minds, how we're allowing it to expand us, to be open, to look at what we've assumed or what we've always done and perhaps see it in a new way. This is where we're also recreating new stories and new narratives around areas of our lives that perhaps felt disempowering or perhaps areas of your life where you didn't know how to see it differently or write a new story. And I feel like all this focus on Gemini is bringing our attention to mindfulness, to looking at where we're on autopilot with our thoughts, to understanding more about how we spend our energy on a daily basis. Gemini is about your everyday environment. It's how you move through your day, the tasks and things you need to do, what you're focusing on, the people in your immediate environment, as well as everything you're taking in, in terms of information, news, stimuli. You know, the Gemini areas of our lives tend to be quite active. They move fast. They're interested in things. You're looking at what is happening in your world or in your life that interests you, that captivates your mind, and also shows you where your energy goes on a daily basis. So the Gemini energy is a part of how we live our lives on a daily basis. And all of these retrogrades here have been bringing our attention to what has been unconscious and what we're being supported in elevating and understanding in a new way. So now we have Venus back in Gemini where she hasn't been since 2020 when she had her retrograde here. And there could be new things coming to mind that are clicking for you. You could be seeing or sensing something in a new way. Venus and Gemini could also be the part of you that's looking for new interests. You're looking for something else to understand or learn. You're looking for more that is enjoyable or pleasurable for you to dive into, where something is just good for your mind or something that you enjoy spending time doing. And that's because Venus is about what we like, what we enjoy, what brings her contentment and also ongoing interest in Gemini. So this could be opening up to a new type of genre of books or movies or music. This could be wanting to learn more about a particular area of study or interest that you enjoy, right? Trying new hobbies, trying new skills. This could be opening up your desire to socialize, interact, connect with people because Venus in Gemini is very social. She likes to have those interactions, learn about other people, have good conversations, and basically get out into her neighborhood and into her community. So whenever a planet moves into Gemini, 
especially a personal planet, the pace of life tends to increase. There's more going on. There's more happening. And you could certainly feel that with not only Venus in Gemini, but she's trailing behind Mercury in Gemini as well. So these two planets in Gemini are bringing energy into what we're doing every day. And maybe you're ready to get out and about to go on some weekend excursions or have a staycation. I mean, this certainly is the energy of travel and movement, and it could feel like it's easier to do so with both Venus and Mercury in Gemini now. So Venus enters Gemini on June 22nd. But basically, there's no other active transiting energies in the heavens until June 27th. June 27th and June 28th are two days when there's much more going on. Now, keep in mind, I'm not working with the moon, meaning I don't bring in what the moon is doing on a daily basis, simply because the moon travels so fast and the aspects that happen with the moon are quite quick, meaning they come up for an hour or two hours. So in this podcast, I don't go into the lunar cycle. But when we have these phases of fewer transiting aspects, the lunar energy does become more significant, especially, as I said, with the sun now in Cancer, which is ruled by the moon. And so I want to discuss more of the themes that can come up with the sun in Cancer, because I think it's very important to note some things here about this part of the astrological wheel that we're traveling through. It's important to note that the first four signs of the zodiac are the initiations into each element and each modality. And the first four signs of the zodiac are connected with our foundational energies, our primal energy signature, and are revealing to us more of what we are elevating in this lifetime. Meaning, we're at a starting point of understanding as we move through the first four astrological signs. So let me explain. Aries, first fire, first cardinal. Taurus, first earth, first fixed. Gemini, first air, first mutable. Cancer, first water, second cardinal sign but it is the first water sign of the zodiac. And it's important to note this because every year when the sun moves through these first four astrological signs, it brings you back to more of your primal foundational self. And of course, this can show up in any area of your astrology chart, meaning it can go across any houses or be in any quadrants of your chart. But the energy that's highlighted by the transiting sun activates more within us that perhaps has been unconscious or again, very primal to our sense of self and where we've come from in this lifetime. A bit like bringing us back to basics, bringing us back to the essentials and asking us to tap into what these energies mean for us now especially at this level of consciousness. 
And so the example I want to dive into here is that the sun in Cancer is moving through the first water sign of the zodiac, and it's connected to your first unconscious emotional needs. Now, you may or may not have planets or points in Cancer, and that's okay, but Cancer is the energy of how you first experienced emotions in your world when you were younger, how that felt, how you first created connections to others in your family, especially your mother, your father, your siblings. Cancer highlights how you felt in those environments and in those early wonder years when we are typically unconscious and unaware, meaning cancer is what we haven't quite fully seen or made conscious in ourselves. And as the sun moves through cancer, it highlights more of our emotional world, our primary needs, our instinctive reactions and responses. It also highlights more of what's been unconscious within you related to your parents, your family, and your first experiences of family. Cancer is also a very tribal energy because your family is your first tribe. It's your first known interactions with individuals, whether those people are your siblings and your parents, or maybe it's your cousins, aunts, uncles, extended family. But cancer is very primal in that it's your first experience of being with others and understanding how that feels for you. Do you feel connected? Do you feel seen? Do you feel safe? Do you feel that you belong? Do you feel that these are people who really love you, respect you, and cherish you? And because this is unconscious and related to our initial experiences of these relationships, we start to develop some very interesting relationship habits based on our emotional experiences at a young age. And this is how astrology becomes so interesting and fascinating, as well as where we start to realize the type of conscious work we're ready to do or things we're ready to see or acknowledge in ourselves. Because if that immediate home environment for you was not truly connected to what you need, it didn't support your heart, it didn't feel loving, it didn't basically meet your emotional needs, then the cancer energy starts to develop other skills to protect itself. And this is where the cancer energy, because it's sensitive, soft, caring, vulnerable, kind, if that energy isn't welcomed or allowed to flourish, the cancer energy develops a harder shell. And that is a defense mechanism and that is the self-protection that cancer learns it needs to protect the parts of itself that maybe have felt too open, too exposed, too vulnerable. And then that creates other patterns in our lives about what we're unconsciously understanding around our energy and our emotions. So for this cancer energy to evolve, it has to feel safe to be itself and to look at where you can have some healthy detachments and healthy boundaries if you aren't really feeling those deeper connections with others or you're feeling too soft, too sensitive, whatever it might be. 
the cancer energy often learns it has to get stronger. It has to get tougher. And then that can develop into healthy habits and expressions. It can also develop into unhealthy habits and expressions. Meaning if that cancer energy doesn't work through some things, there can be a sense of shutting down to people, no longer allowing anybody else in, overly protecting the heart or being extra defensive. Again, this can be unconscious and it will depend if you have planets or points in cancer and it can certainly relate to your moon sign as well. But what the cancer energy is seeking is a place of comfort to be itself while also knowing that there are times when we have to nurture and take care of ourselves in a way that others aren't responsible for and others can't do. So the cancer journey is learning which needs and areas of your energy you're really fully in control of and to take ownership of that while also being open to sharing more of your truth and your heart and your emotions with others in a very authentic way. But there may be some habits or patterns you're seeing in yourself that first started from early childhood that originated in a particular family environment, family relationships, specific connections that maybe you thought you had to shut down or hold back part of who you are because it wasn't valued, it wasn't seen. And it feels like this is a part of a soul's journey in this lifetime. This is a part of the soul growth that originated from the soul contracts with family members, where it could be easy to say, oh yeah, my mom, she wasn't very open. She was always working. She never made time for me. Or my dad, he wasn't around. He was busy or he favored another child. He thought my older brother was a better son than I. I mean, there's all these different stories we can create, but this comes back to the cancer energy signature of trusting what you're feeling and knowing that it's valid and knowing that the people who first experienced you and who you first experienced as a child were basically setting you up and showing you some more energies that you can evolve and consciously work through in this lifetime that perhaps stem from other lifetimes, other energy signatures or other things that you've been through, but this is the lifetime that you chose to take it on, to heal it, and to move through it. So if you had a detached or absent mother who was emotionally absent, and that's the signature word here with cancer, feeling emotionally rejected, emotionally misunderstood, not knowing where to take your emotions to, meaning not knowing who to talk about it with, how to get it out, how to move the energy. And this is where, of course, you could have developed something that was necessary for you. Maybe it was writing in a diary. Maybe it was doing something creative. Maybe it was through music or arts or expression, looking for something to move that emotional energy and what did it lead to? Meaning what patterns emerged or what habits were assumed about how to work with this part of yourself? And what I'm saying is that when we look back on our younger selves, 
we understand that we only had so many tools available to us. And we certainly weren't decision makers in a family. We weren't able to make the best possible choices and we probably didn't even know what those would be, not even knowing what the best possible choice would be. So these energies of cancer as well as these first four astrological signs, Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, what they have in common is that they reveal our survival needs. They reveal what we learned that we needed to do in order to survive, either in a family, in this world, in an area. They show us what we unconsciously chose or tapped into out of that primal need to get by or even to live each day as it comes. And so the energy of cancer brings up how that felt. And this is why there can be a lot of energy movement when the sun is in cancer, because it's activating more at a cellular level that you have repressed, suppressed, perhaps denied, hid from yourself, didn't want to look at. It felt too raw, too real, too sensitive. And then when it comes out, it can be like a dam breaking. It can be like this flood of emotions that you've held back or held in for years or decades. And this is part of the consciousness journey where things come up that we didn't even realize we were feeling or sensing. And if you look back, perhaps it stems to when you were three years old, five years old, eight years old, and things were happening in your family that was out of your control, bigger than what you knew how to understand or deal with, etc. I realize there's so many different ways this can unfold and reveal itself to you. And the gift is when those messages and understandings come through, where we do that inner child work. We go into what that family wounding may have been. We provide and create a safe place for ourselves to feel what we need to feel, to understand that that's part of how we're energetically designed. And there are certainly times in life when you don't take that into the real world or you don't want to share that with others, but it is our individual responsibility to honor it in ourselves, to really tune into what we need, what matters to us, and to allow those emotions to be authentic and to be seen, especially in the light of day. Now, I feel like these themes were even bigger when we had multiple planets in Capricorn, when we had Saturn and Jupiter in Capricorn, along with Pluto. Yes, Pluto is still in Capricorn. But these energies were bigger with outer planets in Capricorn because of the opposition it created to anything in Cancer, as well as how the Cancer-Capricorn axis is the parental family unit axis in astrology. So it brought up even bigger family themes and things that you were meant to see and be aware of. Now in this cancer season, the energy is a little softer, perhaps more private, more intuitive, but there is still an opportunity here to continually expand your consciousness around how far you've come with family dynamics. Even how much healing work you've done that has brought you back to yourself. And that is one of the gifts of cancer, is that you come back into your heart, into what you're truly feeling. And there are no barriers anymore between these parts of yourself. 
And maybe that's what you're realizing. That's what you're accepting is you're able to truly honor this is how I'm really feeling, even when it's messy, complicated, even when you wish you didn't feel a certain way, right? Have you ever had those days or those phases where you're like, oh, I wish I wasn't feeling this way, but the truth is I am. This is what's coming up in me. This is what is arising. And the more you can flow with it and accept it, the faster it moves through and the faster it is released. So this could be a really good time to truly listen to more of what's happening within you internally, what you're feeling and sensing, and knowing that it certainly isn't all about the highs, but that there's wisdom in the lows or what we perceive as the lows. There's wisdom in all the energies and emotional experiences we move through. And cancer reminds us that it's all just a flow anyways. It's all just water running through the river designed to be in motion, designed to be in movement. And that can help as well with anything that comes up or is coming through that may be uncomfortable or may even feel like, again, it's not something you want to feel or you don't want to go into that space. But when you have the strength in yourself to do so and the confidence in your ability to handle things, it's no longer as overwhelming and it doesn't feel as big. And that's something too with the cancer energy signature is that you can feel energetically overwhelmed, emotionally overwhelmed, like, wow, this is really big, a lot's coming up. Or even in certain environments, if you're feeling really open, energetically open, you could be sensing a lot all around you, a lot going on. So part of the self-care is understanding what that looks like, what that means, but then making any necessary changes to support your own energy. So for example, if you know that you're going into a particular environment and there's going to be a lot going on, whether that is like loud noises, lots of music, lots of lights, lots of conversation, lots of people, whatever it might be. In order to not overload your energy, you can visualize yourself surrounded by a beautiful golden light in your aura that creates a boundary, that creates a sense of protection of your energy, but also keeps out or keeps away anything that is not for your best and highest good. These types of energy practices can help you navigate various environments and situations without being overwhelmed. And of course, this would apply to you more if you have any energies or points in your chart in cancer, especially cancer rising or the sun and moon in cancer, where you regularly need to take care of your energy as well as be aware of what you're absorbing because cancer can absorb a lot and then only realize later, this isn't even mine. It was just your empathy that was open or your listening or your heart was open and you've taken on other people's energies. So this goes back to how it's necessary to cleanse during sun and cancer. It's also important to be aware of the energy coming through that's not moving or flowing so that you can have a way of releasing what's not yours and then also establishing more boundaries around your energy field. All of the water signs need boundaries 
more than other astrological signs. Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces, planets or points in any of the water signs need boundaries, and that's often one of your life lessons where you're looking at what you're taking on that's not yours, what's coming through, but that's deeply connecting to your heart. And sometimes that water sign energy can be too much in its heart because you care so damn much, you're really intuitive, you're aware of what other people need, perhaps you're an empath, an intuitive healer, you can sense a lot going on and then you wanna be of service, you wanna assist, you wanna do something that can help others. But a big part of what you're learning and seeing is how to take care of your own energy as well, how to put your needs first, how to not take on others' energies, how to not absorb it. And so this is where those boundaries are very important and where it's essential to look at how they're working for you. Now, the other thing that comes up very strongly here during cancer season is that you see more of the family patterns and habits that have persisted in your own lineage, whether through your ancestors, your genealogy, your family history, and many of you are the pattern breakers. You are the ones who are here to do things differently in the family. You're ending a pattern. You're ending something energetically that maybe has persisted for a very long time. You're deciding the buck stops here. I'm not going to allow this to continue on through me or through my kids, through any family members. There's something about this type of energy that is meant to shift. And I feel that's a very strong theme right now, especially with the level of consciousness on the planet, is that we've been through so much healing work, shadow work, inner child work, all the work. And there's things we've really realized about where we've come from. Cancer is where you've come from. Those before you, those who are energetically connected to you, as well as biologically connected to you. But then it also brings up new choices you can make when you've identified the habits or patterns that have persisted in your family line. And so again, many of you are the pattern breakers in this lifetime. There's things you are permanently shifting and elevating. There's things you're not allowing to continue forward. These could be various traditions or habits. These could be things that your parents have always thought you would do. These could be things that have been expected of you, meaning we've always done this in the family, so why aren't you doing it too? And it brings up, again, that internal desire to be loved by parents or those that we hold in high regard. And because cancer is the energy of wanting to receive, wanting to be loved and held and comforted, there could be a strong theme here between you and one parent or you and another parent and that parent not really seeing you, not truly getting you, not knowing who you are energetically. So our family patterns come up during the sun's journey through cancer and we start to see things that we didn't see and we also feel them. We have more come up that we're meant to feel and that feeling is a way of releasing the energy, letting it flow, letting it move and no longer repressing it or holding it back. 
So the son's journey through cancer can be very personal in this regard. It can also show you more of where you felt you had to defend something or you had to hide it, which can be related to shame or guilt or a part of yourself that you haven't fully loved and embraced. So our emotional worlds, our internal worlds become more prominent as the sun journeys through cancer. And this is all designed to light up even more of our consciousness and personal understanding. Now, as I said, there's really only two big active days over this next week, with June 27th being when Mercury in Gemini sextiles Chiron in Aries at 16 degrees, the same time that Mars in Aries sextiles Saturn retrograde in Aquarius at 24 degrees. So these sextiles are often ease and flow. There's things just naturally connecting or coming together. June 27th could be a good day to have conversations, open doorways, begin something that is calling to you because it's also energetically in the window of the Cancer New Moon on June 28th. So June 27th and June 28th, is where the energy picks up, where things start to open up and there's more movement. Mars in Aries sextiling Saturn retrograde in Aquarius is great for seeing what you need to do next. And because Saturn is retrograde, it could have been something that you weren't able to take on earlier. You had to set it to the side. Now there could be a sense of, I can do this, I can tackle this, I can take this on. There can be a resurgence around a priority. And again, this is on June 27th. Then on June 28th, we have a lot going on with the Cancer new moon at seven degrees, the sun in Cancer squaring Jupiter and Aries at seven degrees, and Venus in Gemini sextiling Jupiter and Aries at seven degrees. Clearly, seven degrees is an important part of your chart here. Seven degrees of Aries, seven degrees of Gemini, seven degrees of Cancer. And I would actually highlight that seven degrees of Aries, seven degrees of Cancer are the two biggest energies and it signifies a push forward. There's something that Jupiter in Aries wants you to initiate and get going on and is providing support to do so. So it could feel like the cancer energy goes back and forth. Should I? Should I not? I don't know. Does it feel right? And the universe brings in a push to go for it, to just move the energy forward. And sometimes that Jupiter and Aries, when it makes a square, it can be a big all or nothing thing because Jupiter and Aries wants a beginning, wants an initiation. And there's something about this Cancer New Moon that's designed to initiate since both Aries and Cancer are cardinal signs of initiation. I go into this even more on my YouTube channel where I discuss the chart of the Cancer New Moon, but that is one of the big energy signatures here on June 28th. Is that ready or not? There could be something that all of a sudden has energy. Almost like out of the blue, you feel a yes. You feel a sure. You're feeling like there's something here that you want to get moving on. This will feel even stronger for you if you have planets or points in the fire signs 
or the air signs around seven degrees. Now, also during this time period at the end of June, we have Neptune stationing retrograde at 25 degrees of Pisces. Now, when Neptune stations retrograde, the slowdown often begins a few weeks in advance, especially with the outer planets that move slowly anyways. So Neptune stationing retrograde on June 28th brings our attention into what has been coming up in the Pisces areas of your chart. The station retrograde is at 25 degrees of Pisces, and this is new territory for Neptune. That's important to note. Neptune has been moving through new degree points in Pisces, showing us more, revealing more of what we're ready to transmute, dissolve, and let go of. And I often think that one of the best ways to work with Neptune and Pisces is to work with the violet flame of transmutation that allows you to take one energy form and shift it or move it into a different higher expression. There's other practices you can do around this, but essentially Neptune and Pisces is helping us with our spiritual journey, tapping into more of our spiritual gifts and our intuition, tapping into more of what we can't see or touch, but we feel and sense. And it is helping to evolve humanity at this time as we become more aware of these other energies that we have access to, that we can work with, that we can trust. And so during the retrograde, with Neptune retrograde, the energies can feel like we're a little bit in a fog, that it's not quite clear in terms of the 3D reality what's going on, but Neptune is tuned into other realms, the 5D and beyond. So there's a part of us that is in deep connection with our intuition. We know we can trust it. We know it's accurate, even if we don't see evidence in the physical world. As Neptune stations retrograde at 25 degrees and 27 minutes of Pisces, there is a slowdown here that can feel like more confusion. You could feel tired or worn out. There could be a sense that you need more sleep or you need a daily nap. There could be a desire to back away from things because Neptune and Pisces is about escapism, escaping from the real world responsibilities or commitments, wanting a vacation, wanting downtime, needing a break, and basically looking at where your energy is going and if it is giving you life and supportive and energizing or if you're feeling worn out more so than normal. That can be a strong theme here as Neptune stations retrograde. Neptune will journey back to 22 degrees and 39 minutes of Pisces until early December, specifically December 4th of this year. So Neptune is moving from 25 to 22 degrees of Pisces. And in this part of your chart, whichever house you're in, there's another level of removal happening. Neptune removes dissolves, gets rid of. It's where we practice letting go, where our human energy needs to let go or is actually being supported in letting go by the spiritual realms. 
Pisces is an energy of duality that connects our human energies to the spiritual realm and back again. It's the ongoing energetic connection between human and spirit, between you and the universe, between you and God, and how we're always developing the ability to trust what we can't see, to have faith, to work with divine timing, to know that we're supported by the higher realms, even when it feels like we're abandoned or alone. And Pisces, being the last sign of the zodiac, can bring up those feelings of being all alone, of being abandoned, rejected, displaced, ostracized, not knowing where to go. And it's once we develop that truer, stronger connection with spirit that we're able to rise up and beyond any of those limiting belief systems where we perceive that we're abandoned or we perceive we're all alone. So part of the Pisces journey is going higher, going up into a spiritual belief system that supports your energy. And with Neptune and Pisces, we've all been looking at that. We've all been reconsidering, well, what type of spirituality is true for me? Or what type of energetic connection is real for me? So this brings up the bigger questions around how we navigate our lives in this physical 3D reality, knowing that we're not alone, that we have beautiful eternal connections to spirit, but it is up to us to bring in those belief systems, to bring in those understandings and to continually feed them and activate them. And so the Neptune retrograde could give you time to work with those spiritual connections, to really integrate them, recalibrate them, look at what is truly serving you and what you need to release. Again, Neptune in Pisces shows us where we're ready to let go. And because it moves so slowly, there are areas in your natal chart where Neptune moves through that reveals what you're ready to energetically transmute and release in this lifetime. So obviously, we are all experiencing Neptune in Pisces in this lifetime. Then we'll move on to Neptune in Aries. But chances are we're not going to experience, for example, Neptune in Leo or Neptune in Virgo. And that's important to note because it means Neptune is not moving through those parts of your chart in this lifetime. But it is moving through Neptune and Pisces in this lifetime. So whichever house you have transiting Neptune and Pisces moving through is where you chose to work with energies spiritually. There's spiritual experiences here. There's energetic and intuitive experiences here. This is where you're basically partnering with your higher self more intentionally to remove or let go of things, especially maybe from other lifetimes, other timelines, other realms, And that letting go and release is a very big theme with Neptune and Pisces. And it's important to note that Neptune is now in the third deacon of Pisces, moving through 
the last degrees of the whole zodiac. So there's big karmic endings here. There's big release points. There's big unravelings of energies, big unravelings. So that's part of the global experience of Neptune and Pisces. But you at a personal level are dealing with this in a particular area of your life where transiting Neptune and Pisces is in your chart. So for example, Transiting Neptune in Pisces retrograde in the 10th house would bring up matters of the 10th house around your profession, your job, your expertise, your mastery, how you're showing up. And that's going to be very different than Neptune in Pisces moving through the third house, where perhaps you're opening up to more of your intuition or more around communications and how to work with Neptune in that way. So again, this is where some of your biggest spiritual energies and biggest spiritual lessons are in this lifetime that you're meant to consciously work with. And with Neptune stationing retrograde on the day of the Cancer new moon at seven degrees, this could be big emotions coming up. Something is revealed to you. Something comes forward. Something that you're feeling becomes more prominent and you can't deny it. There could be something that comes up that you can't wrap your mind around, but you're just feeling it, all right? This is a big feeler energy. And so it can reveal to you more about how you work with your feelings, how you honor them, how you trust them. And that would be one of the primary themes I feel on June 28th is what are you trusting in yourself? Where are you feeling the energy coming forward very strongly? And then what do you do with it? How does the energy flow in a way that is true for you? So again, June 27th and June 28th are the biggest energy days over this next week as we close out June. These are the days when you could feel more in touch with your emotional and intuitive messages. There's also a strong energy signature here of honoring and working with your own divine feminine energies whatever those might be for you, meaning you're just allowing something to rise up as a truth, as an important message from your heart, and as even a validating message about how far you've come in this lifetime. Because cancer is about the past and hindsight, you could understand something about your own journey this week that just feels motivating and validating. Like, look how far I've come in two years. Look at everything I've moved through in 10 years and 15 years. So allow any looking back that might arise to be validating of the growth you've been through of what you've healed, what you've moved through, and to feel good about that, feel good about how you've trusted yourself even during the more turbulent or choppy periods. Now, for those of you who want to learn more about these transiting energies in your chart, I have a class on that about learning transiting planets around your astrology chart that shows you more of the themes that are happening for you. And these reveal more of your life themes as well as what's going on for you right now in your own personal world. So this is a little bit more intermediate understanding of astrology, but it can help you take this information to the next level and understand what you're moving through at this time as well as how long it might last. 
Because if you're undergoing a big Neptune transit at this time, that energy can last for a year and a half to two years, sometimes longer. And it can help with your own expectations. It can also help with working with the energies more intentionally and understanding the bigger picture of it all. So I'll put that link to this course below the podcast and you can get it for 50% off with coupon code transits. So please be sure to check that out if you want to know more of what's happening in your own astrology chart right now. Otherwise, I wish you the very best for the upcoming Cancer New Moon at 7 degrees. Please check out my video on YouTube describing more of that energy, as well as understanding some of the themes here that are coming up for us to step into. And again, it feels like there's a push for movement, which is not something that cancer always seeks or wants, but the universe is wanting us to emotionally move ahead emotionally move forward and you could feel like the cancer new moon is helping you turn a corner or let go of something that maybe you've been stuck in or holding on to you might even feel released from something so let's hold that intention right let's hold the intention that the cancer new moon can support you in energetically and emotionally releasing something that has been holding you down or holding you back and that it's supporting you do it in a way that is effortless that brings in ease and grace and helps you move forward in your life in the best and highest possible ways now As always, thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. I'll be back every Monday and Wednesday with a new episode. And please check out my YouTube channel where I have a lot of playlists covering various astrological topics and themes. You can find out more about me over at mollymccord.online and I'm also on Facebook and Instagram as well. Wishing you a beautiful Cancer New Moon and a very enlightening journey over this next week. And I look forward to seeing you again very soon as we continue our astrological exploration together.